talking about the Holy Spirit. That's where we are. And uh, like I said the other time, that it's impossible that we speak or teach on the Holy Spirit and he doesn't do what he has to do in our lives. I am sure that in the past weeks, you guys, you are enjoying the journey with him because that is what it ought to be. So this morning we are looking at the fruit of the Holy Spirit. A verse did start on it last Sunday, and he did speak on how we can condition ourselves, our inner man, so we prepare in the working with the Holy Spirit. But now we just want to look at the fruit of the Spirit in detail, and because that is what we need to do. Not that we are talking about the fruit, not the fruits. Now the Bible is talking not about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So I will endeavor to do two things this morning. I will take a few minutes to talk in terms of my introduction, and then I will talk about the manner of our love, because that's the fruit and that's part of it, so that we can encourage each other on the aspect or the virtues of the fruit of the Spirit. So let's go. We find this in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to verse 23. That's where we get the fruit. Let's read that scripture together. I think it will be up there. The Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit, not the spirits, but the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let's go to verse 23. Gentleness, self-control, against such things there is no law, there is no limit, there is no boundary. That fruit has nine components, which the Bible refers to as virtues. What I need us to understand, ladies and gentlemen, is that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is one. You see, you cannot compare it to an orange fruit. I couldn't bring an orange fruit to make an illustration because it has got divisions. Eh? So is the lemon and the other fruits that we are used to, maybe the apple and uh, the, the other fruits. It is one fruit, not divisions. But that fruit is nine virtues. And when you look at these virtues, where is the scripture? Don't take it away. When you look at the virtues mentioned there, they actually show you the character of God, the nature of God. Because God is all these things. Are you with me? Yeah? He's all these things. So this fruit is indivisible. You can't divide it. It is one holistic fruit that produces all this because you cannot be subdividing God. Are you with me there? It doesn't necessarily mean that the Holy Spirit says, today I want to deal with love his way he loves. Eh? Then next week I will do this other one, eh? until he's complete. No, he comes at once 
and it produces in the life of a believer this fruit equally. Because what you see there works together. Because the nature and character of God is one. You can't divide it. You cannot say, me, I love, but I'm not patient. It cannot work like that. You cannot say, I, I love, but you know what? Uh, 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 I have no joy. Uh, I have no peace. Mm-mm. God doesn't. God is, he doesn't have deficiency in him. When he is present, the whole of him is present. And now that the spirit of the Lord is present in you, it means that he is producing the holistic fruit in you. It's only you who doesn't want to cooperate with the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life so that your life can release these things here. Hallelujah. Did we hear what I said? Yes. So these are the virtues. Only the Holy Spirit can produce these virtues and not our own efforts. Ladies and gentlemen, what we saw, you on your own cannot produce it, cannot do it. It's only the Spirit of God. That's why in the world, these virtues lack because they do not have the Spirit of God. And there is no other spirit that can produce this. Ladies and gentlemen, the church cannot produce this. Attending a church service and doing all the rituals that we do cannot produce those virtues. Only the Holy Spirit. And the reason we have the Holy Spirit is so that he continues the work of restoration in us. And this is the work of restoration. The Holy Spirit is the agent of God's restoration. God is restoring us. What is he restoring? Maybe just a quick one for your your theological lesson. He is restoring the image of God in us, which we lost in Genesis 3 through sin. He is also restoring our intimacy with God. There is nothing that can produce that intimacy again but the Holy Spirit in you. Because he is God and he knows God. And he knows what God needs out of your life and he knows what you need. And you don't know maybe what you need but the Holy Spirit knows. That's why he is in you so that he can restore you to that which you were in the beginning before the fall. Because Jesus has come to complete that restoration. And this restoration, ladies and gentlemen, is a process. We walk in it. No one is perfect in patience, in joy, in peace, in love, in kindness, and all that kind of stuff. We continue to grow. We continue to learn as we allow the Spirit to work in us. So when the Holy Spirit fully controls the life of a believer, he or she produces all these graces that we saw. Now this fruit of the Holy Spirit quickly is in three groups. The first group or the first part concerns our attitudes towards God. Love, 
talk to me is love, joy, and peace. This is our attitude towards God. Yeah? An attitude of love, an attitude of joy, and this attitude of peace because that peace comes from God. And Jesus is the peace of God after all. Eh? He's the prince of peace. Then the second third or the second three of that deal with our social relationships. What is the what are these three? Patience, kindness, gentleness. This is our relationship. How patient are you with one another? How kind are you towards one another? And how gently are you? In handling one another. Uh, guys, humanity on its own is very frail. It needs gentleness to understand humanity. To handle humanity. Human beings need patience. Or patience. Yeah? For you to walk with them. You can't deal with people and you are not patient. Never think people will grow at the same time, same rate, and mature the way you want them to. We might look big, physical, but inside we're so immature. We are babies. They need patience. One step at a time. Any human relationships require these three. If you are going to enjoy your relationships in this life, are you with me this morning? We're moving on. The last three, the last three describe principles that guide a Christian conduct, your Christian character. Which are the last three? Talk, talk louder. Faithfulness, self-control. Fa- which one? You omit, Okay. Clive is correct, and there was goodness on the second three, and then faithfulness this side. How faithful are you in everything you are doing? How trusting are you? Trusting God and trusting the person next to you. Very critical. How self-controlling are you? Because if you can't control yourself, no one will control you. When we try to control you, you say we are judging you. Many believers who don't self-control run away from others. They are judging me. They are not understanding me. They are like this and that. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh. Leave believers alone. Deal with yourself. Submit to the teaching of the Holy Spirit because he wants to help your character. Are you with me this morning? Those are the three parts of the fruit of the Spirit. Going forward, we will be dealing with this so we can help each other here to to understand where we headed to and how we ought to grow and allow the Spirit of God to mature us so that we can be who he requires us to be. Are you with me this morning? Can I ask that you say to your neighbor briefly in a whisper this morning, 
please allow the spirit to control you. Just make a whisper to them. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not allow the Holy Spirit to control you, to minister to you, it is in vain what we do here. Yeah? Because we can come here and try and teach, but if you are not allowing the Spirit to teach you, you are also putting us in jeopardy. <laughs> so the invitation is allow the Spirit, not KK, not Clive, not this, but the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart. This morning we want to look at one aspect of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is love. And I have just uh, entitled the short message the manner of our love. You see, <laughs> we are called to a different kind of love. The Holy Spirit in us produces a different kind of love. And we need to understand this kind of love. This is not the love the world talks about. You know, the love in the world or the love that the world understands is completely different from the love the Spirit produces inside of a believer. Comported 100%. So if you are going to walk in love according to the Bible, according to the kingdom of God, you need to be willing to make a U-turn in the manner you love so you can embrace this kind of love that the Bible is calling us in, which the Holy Spirit consistently and perfectly without any mistake working in inside of you. And for you to grow and mature in without surprise. No matter how hard you ought to practice it and set your heart in doing it because just hearing about it without doing it, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't grow. It doesn't manifest. It doesn't come to pass. You've got to do it. Let's start with the first John chapter 4. Verse number 16. I will be a bit fast on these ones. The Bible says, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. The Holy Spirit in you produces love. And the Bible says God is in love. And the Spirit inside of you, therefore, all he is doing is to produce God inside of you. Because he cannot teach you anything else but God. He cannot teach you any characteristic or any virtue that is not of God and that is not of God. So his assignment in terms of how this fruit is laid down is to produce this God inside of you. And that is what he can And when you abide in love, when you stay in love, walk in love, live in this life, you are other words, ladies and gentlemen, go 
God does not abide where there is no God doesn't stay in a heart where there is no love. That kind of a heart is not Jesus. Because where there is no love, there is darkness. Yeah? And God, what is he doing in darkness? When he arrives down to earth, that you love your darkness so much that you would want to hold on to it and chase away light in the name of darkness. making sense to somebody this morning. This kind of love that the Holy Spirit produces inside of us is God himself. This love is not about anything or material or whatever around us. No, 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 no. This is a complete different love. Unless, unless as a believer we embrace it, we know it, we understand it, we will continue to be loving but outside God's nature of love. And at the end of the day, we come before him and he says, hey, excuse me, I did not know you. My specifications for love is this. Maybe you have your own love that you've inherited from your family, no, it's good, it's kindness, it's an act of Nepaliness to just greet others, hi, how are you, and put on a smile, and all that kind of stuff. The world describes that as love, but is it really love? Just explain. Just explain. Maybe you, you are asking yourself, right, what this love is. I said you cannot produce this love on your own. Forget it. You can't. You can't produce it. You see what Romans chapter 5 says. You cannot produce this love because somebody has produced this love. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love hmm, has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You are no longer looking for this love that I am talking about. It already has been not only given, no, but poured. Hey, do you know pouring? It's like God opens the pipe of love in heaven and into your heart by the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you. And this love that has been poured inside of you is the Spirit of God that is inside of you. That love can never be inadequate. That love is sufficient to love everything and everyone. It has been poured into your own heart. Don't look for it next door. It is in your heart as a believer. Meaning you are able, you yourself, to love like God. To love as God does. Meaning you are able as yourself to love your neighbor right now. The person you are sitting next to. Yeah? You are able. All of us here are able. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. Meaning we can also love. 
We can love in a manner that is not natural because the love we are called into is not natural. It's not common. It's not carnal. It's not this fleshy love. But because you gave me a sweet, I love you. Mm -mm. I love you whether you have given me a sweet or not. I love you whether you have insulted me or not. I ought to love you. Because I don't choose to love you. I am commanded to love you. This commandment I give you to love one another. I am not even asking you. I am commanding you that if you are following Jesus Christ of Nazareth, love one another. Where is your choice then? It's not there. It's a command. In the world, you choose whom to love and how to love them. And you should have reasons. But in the kingdom of God, it's a commandment. And Jesus says, if you love me, you shall do my commandment. So there's no way you can say, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you aren't doing his commandment. Ladies and gentlemen, it's so easy to be emotional and do all those kind of religious stuff and the love shouting how I love Jesus. But excuse me. Do you love this one? You see every day. Because your Bible, if you read it, it says you cannot say you love God. Whom you have not seen. But you are unable to love your brother and sister next to you. Are you with me this morning? Ladies and gentlemen, the manner of our love. It's a difficult one. I will explain it. Just hold your watches. I will explain. Read with me. First John chapter 2. Verses 9, 10, and 11. Let's be quick on that. First John. Whoever says he is the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. The opposite of hate is he? Uh huh. The opposite of love is hate. If you still hate your brother, come on, let's take the word brother, both natural and spiritual. Your brother, your mother's child, your father's child. That's the natural meaning of brother. Eh? And then spiritually. This is the brotherhood. Eh? This is the kingdom brotherhood. If you hate here, the Bible says you are still in darkness. But I have heard you proclaim, I am the light of the world. Congratulations, that's what the Bible says. But are you really doing it? Are you really the light? How will we know that you are still darkness by how much you hate your brother? How much will we know that you are really the light you are talking about by how much you love your brother. Hello now. Good morning. The manner of our love is a tough call. Verse 10. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him there is no cause for stumbling. Hallelujah. I love this one. When you walk in love, you are walking in strength. Perfect strength. 
Because you are walking in light. How do you stumble in light? Because everything is clear in your sight. That's what love does. It takes away all the spiritual blocks around me and makes and helps me to walk without stumbling. That's what love is. Ladies and gentlemen, light and darkness are perpetual enemies. They will never be friends. God and Satan can never be friends. How many know that they will never unite? There will never be a peace accord. There can never be a government of national unity. <laughs> Between God and the devil. Never, never, never. No one is dreaming of sitting them down and say, hey guys, look here. You can work together. It will not happen. That is light and darkness. And this morning, choose where you want to stand. Pretend you are in light when you are in darkness. Pretense will catch up with you very soon. And yet the call is simple. Come, follow me, and I will make you. Because I am the light of the world. And I know how to show, how to demonstrate this. I'll show you just now. Did I say verse number 11? What does it say? But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going. Because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, none here is blinded. All of us here are very clear where we are going. Heaven or hell. And the highway to heaven, narrow as it might be, is a highway of love. Ladies and gentlemen, the kingdom of God is founded on love and nothing else. All the other things flow out of love. Love is the foundation, is the manure, is the fertilizer of joy or of peace of kindness, of self-control. Because if you love Jesus, you will not sin against him. If you love this person, you will not sin against them. Love controls the whole of you as a believer. Because the love that you are called to, ladies and gentlemen, is the love of God that loves God with all you are. The love that loves your enemies. <laughs> The Bible says you're going to love your enemies. That's the love. That's the love we are talking about. That loves your enemies. By the way, you cannot have an enemy here. It's impossible. It's unscriptural. That you have a child of God, your God, who is your enemy. How is that possible? Guys, having differences is not enemies. Differing on here and there or on how many sugars to put in a cup of coffee is not enmity. Hello? Wanting to drink milk instead of coffee does not cause enmity there. You hear me? 
We cannot be enemies. We are lovers of one another here. We are keepers of one another. How do you keep me if I am your enemy? You are absent from duty. Because your duty towards me is love. Oh, no one anything but love. That's what Romans says. This is Romans 13, verse 8. Are you with me this morning? This love we are talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is this love of other believers. Jesus says you will, they will know. Not you. They in the world. They, they, they. Those who are watching to see you stumble and then they mock your God. They will know that you are my followers by this that you love one another. Do you know that if we don't love one another and cause each other to stumble, the world celebrates. The world rejoices. Do you see the Christians? Useless people. Yeah? Useless people. But when we love one another here, we are so strong, so powerful, we will pick each other up. We will do what we ought to do. We will help one another. No one here should be allowed to go astray because they help, they cause the world to mock our God. Your duty and my duty is to preserve the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and not to allow any one of us here to bring that name into disrepute. Only love can cause us to achieve that. Hello. You are still with me. Yes, this love I have said, it love your enemies. This love is that one that loves your neighbor as you love yourself. There are many neighbors. You got many neighbors. Your natural ones where you stay, congratulations. How much do you love them? That's an issue. Remember, loving them is a way of witness. Your other neighbor is your spouse. Your children, they are your neighbors. Yeah? How much do you love them? Your relatives, how much do you love them? And of course, your neighbor right here. Can you save your neighbor right here some coffee? Maybe, congratulations. But guys, the call is we love. And the Bible says you can only love this other person based on how you love yourself. If you love yourself, you are able to love back. Because you can never give what you don't have. Peter and John, they come to that man sitting by the gate, beautiful, who is asking for money. And Peter says, look, young, look here, young man, silver and gold. I don't have. Therefore, I cannot give you what I don't have. But as such as I have, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, yeah, do what you couldn't do. You can only give that which you have, that which is you. You are love because God is love. And you are in the image of God. And the spirit of God is inside of you. Producing this unnatural love. This, undis is it indescribable? Yes, indescribable love. You can't qualify it with words, the love of God. You can only qualify it by its action and its character. Words are too limited to describe God's love. 
Are you with me, ladies and gentlemen, this morning? I need to move so that I can close my case. I want to show you this manner of love that we are talking about. First John chapter 3, verse number 16. First John chapter 3. By this we know love. By this we know love. Which? That he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Excuse me if you are thinking feminist. In the kingdom of God, brothers is both male and female. Can I just help you? Why are they saying brothers, brothers, we are sisters? Uh -uh. We are all brethren there. We are all inclusive. Hallelujah. Stop looking at yourself from this male-female point of view. It's a worldly thing. In the kingdom, we are both sons of God. We are children of God. We are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can I help somebody there? By this we know, love. We can only know love by understanding this, that he laid down his life for us. That is love. Love is about laying down your life. You see, he is not inviting you here to be killed for somebody here. But laying down your life is going out of your way. Going out of the ordinary. To do things that you couldn't do in the natural. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot love like the world and say we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus loves extraordinarily. He loves unconditionally. Let me help you. Picture this. Picture this in your heart, in your mind. See him at the garden of Gethsemane. If you want to see love, if you want to see how he loves, see him in the garden of Gethsemane. He is desperate. He is afraid. The Bible says he is so afraid that he goes to pray until he sweats blood. That's the path of love. He's about to complete the path of love and to demonstrate unspeakable love. Yeah? He is sweating blood. At that point, he could have quit the path of love and take the path of the natural like the first Adam. But he couldn't because Paul has taught you and me in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, is it chapter 13, yes, that love is patient. That love suffers many things. That love never fails. Go and read all those characteristics and then look at the story of crucifixion up to the resurrection. You will see Jesus manifesting all those virtues of love. He's showing them up, all of them. He is in Gethsemane. They arrest him. They put the crown of thorns on. Hey, those were not just these leaky thorns here. Those could have been very thick, long thorns because they had to go through the sky. So that that crown does not fall throughout the day. Yeah? He is in pain. He's, he's bleeding already because of love. Nothing else but because he ought to lay down his life. Love lays down the life. Yeah? Picture him. They are walking him out of Gethsemane to the courtyard. 
There in the courtyard, he is tortured. The crown is still there. He is tortured to the extent that his body was defamed, mutilated. Yeah? He's not giving up. He's not quitting. Love endures many things. Love suffers long. Love does not fail. Are you with me this morning? Yeah? And they make him carry his cross from the courtyard. Now to Golgotha. He is injured. He is hurt. The body is shapeless. But he must carry the love, beloved. Love, my darling. That is love. Yeah? He can't quit because he loves you. He can't. The cross is heavy. He is in pain. He must walk. He must get to Golgotha. He must be crucified for love. Never mind that some, what is his name? Simeon. He comes along and he carries the cross, but the master is still in love. With you and me, he will not give up until his love has set you free. Imagine the nails on the head. And guys, these are demonic men who have been trained specifically to hurt. They have 20 pegs, not even six pegs. Yeah. These are Roman soldiers who are angry at Jesus and they don't know why. Do you know there are people who just hate you and they don't know why they hate you? Because of the spirit inside of you. Yeah? They want to harm you. They want to, to embarrass you. They want to shame you. This is what these men are doing. I can assure you they were hitting the nail until they feel it. Yeah! Yeah? He stood. Love. He didn't die. Love. Yeah? Hanging on that cross, it was love. Piercing him with the spear, it was love. Until at the right time, when you were free, he gave up his ghost. This is the manner of love you are called to. Can you love until it hurts? How often have you quit the path of love? Ah, those ones they don't understand, leave them alone. If Jesus had said that, you wouldn't be here. He knew you don't understand. He knew you were a sinner. He knew you were rocky. But he said, I will complete the pathway of love so that he can tell. And you are so easy to quit. Quitting on your child, quitting on your relative, quitting on your spouse, quitting on another believer, quitting on any human being. Ladies and gentlemen, as long as a human being have breath inside of them, they are redeemable. Keep loving. Keep loving. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. You can't put to waste the Holy Spirit inside of you. Believers, Christian life is not a red carpet life. If you want red carpets, go to the airport or state house. They will just put the red carpets and you'll just walk just because. But here, our red carpet is the blood of the master. We don't need any other. 
And we walk on it with this confidence that we are following him and we are able and we are like him. And we can love. Hear me this morning, you can love. All I came to do here this morning, two minutes to go. All I came here to do this morning was to bring this awareness of the manner of our love. It's not cheap love. It's not give me bread love. It's not this banana love we see that side. No. This is a commitment. This is a calling. This is an assignment. This is a duty. This is a way of faith. This is who we are. When we love, we, we reject who we are. When we, lo- we don't, sorry, when we don't love, we reject who we are. When we don't love, we reject our Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't reject Jesus by standing and saying, Jesus, I don't follow you. No, it's our actions that reject Christ. If we can't walk in love, if we can't walk in peace with one another, if we can't have the joy he purchased with his life and blood, we reject him. If we live any life that is not the life that he bought for you and me on, on the cross of Calvary, we are in rejection of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Can you love your neighbor? Maybe before I do ask that question, can you love yourself? Do you really love yourself? Do you really know who you are? How confident are you with yourself? If somebody criticizes you, do you diminish, disappear, die? Or you wake up strong and say, I know who I am. This description is not mine. Take it next door. I am a child of God. I know who I am. Many of you believers, many of us believers, let me be democratic, many of us believers are not doing what we ought to do because we are afraid of criticism. We are afraid of the world. We are afraid of what they will say. Can I do it? Can I not do it? Who am I? Do I really qualify? You don't know yourself. If you know yourself, you know that you qualify. You don't need any man to qualify you. Jesus qualified you. His love qualified you. You are well able. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You, 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 here and me. Can I ask that you rise up inside of you and allow the Holy Spirit to take control and produce God in you and walk tall, smelling like God releasing the aroma of life and to some the aroma of death. Those who want to run away from you, I always say to myself, let them run. I will not chase after them. Let them run because the scripture tells me they must run. So why do you want them to come to you when they are supposed to run? Leave them to run. You appear, they run. Congratulations. And there are those who are called when you walk, they come to you, let them come. Come unto me, all you who are heavily laden and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's the Jesus I follow, ladies and gentlemen, the manner of our love. I pray that there be a revolution of love in our hearts. There be a revolution of love in King City Church. 
that we be a body of Christ that loves one another, that loves God, that acts love, that walks love, that gives love. The Bible says, children, don't love by words alone, but by actions. Let none of us here be hungry and we don't take care. Let none of us here be desperate and we don't take care. Let no believer be homeless. Let no believer be shelterless. Let no believer have no clothes when believers are abound in the city of Blauai. God bless you and enjoy his love. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our King and our Master, this morning we thank you that you are God of love. Teach us to love. We want to love. We choose to love. And Lord, we have no other way to do it but your way. Help us to be like Jesus in all that we do. Throughout this week, throughout the days that lie ahead. We are your servants. We are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen.